0: Hello, hello, welcome in. The Eric Show Podcast is happening right now. So, so glad you are here. Welcome. This is uh, the time now, of course, we uh, we did the big fall back. Uh, so now, like, sun sets in Michigan, like, right now. Okay? I, I'm not sure why we do this. Let's just keep it the way it was to me. That's fine. So now we are not in daylight savings time. We were in daylight savings time. I think I might be fucking this up. I have no idea. Anyway, what it was before this weekend is what I want. I want the day to last as long as possible. And in the dead of winter here in Michigan, oh, fuck. I mean, the sun sets so ridiculously early. Now, if you're on the East Coast, it's like four. It's, a, it's ridiculous how early it gets dark on the East Coast. On the East Coast, I said, <laughs> my God. Uh, that took a while for me to get used to. because, And then the sun sets like super early. When I first moved to New Jersey, um, the first night I was in a hotel, a holiday inn in Tinton Falls, New Jersey. My first night there, which, by the way, was a uh, spot where there was a notorious mob hit back in the day. I found out how I found that out. I'm not sure. But. I had to get up and get to the radio station. Uh, the Hawk. Remember the Hawk? Some of you might still listen to that station. It's kind of shit, you know. Come on, radio. Um, but it's like 4 a.m. And boy, was I confused. This is in the middle of the summer. And I'm like, why the, f- how, wait. It's broad daylight what the hell is going on here? I was so confused. Uh, Linda checks in. I used to travel to Boston all the time for work. Hated the 4 PM sunset in the winter. I remember one time we, uh, uh, traveled to New York for radio. Uh, one of those market visits, which I just hated those fucking things. And, uh, what do you guys do in the winter? And the chick who was driving us Ronchi she says, we drink. All we do is just we just drink. Sunsets, we just start drinking our blues away. Uh, last year, actually the last couple of years, I've had a, a fucking mental breakdown in the middle of the winter where like, I don't know, I just get desperate to start to get the blues. And then uh, I go to my doctor, go, hey, what the hell is going on, man? Am I, am I going crackers again? Uh, no, yeah, I think you have that type of thing, uh, where, you know, you stay cooped up in the house too long. And, uh, I think, what do they call it? Uh, uh, senior, uh, seasonal idiot disease or something like that. Seasonal, it says sad. I, I don't know what that means. I get the S and the D. Seasonal asshole disease. Chris in Maine, the hall of famer says, uh, Maine winters get dark early. We ice fish and ski thinking about getting a snowmobile. Um, that's what buyer said. He says to me, he goes, yeah, you got it. You can't like, um, spend a month in the house, Eric. I go, well, what do you want me to do? He goes, um, leave, get in your car, go somewhere. I go, you mean like uh fear bunker North? He goes, yeah, whatever, whatever it is, just get away from the environment that you're in. I'm like, well, I don't have this in the summer. I mean, I stay here in the house like for a month at a time in the summer. I don't know. Uh, Nick says, go with the side-by-side year round riding. I didn't know you could uh, take a side-by-side like in two foot snow. Is that right? Well, anyway, charity scam Mike has like many snowmobiles, so I'll just borrow his. But those things, snowmobiles are fantastic. Um, I love the whole idea of it. Uh, I, I I, need to do that. Uh, get something like that, whether it is a side-by-side or, or whatever. So, all right. How the hell did I get here? I have a feeling that that's what today's going to be like today. I have a lot to talk about. But I'll probably talk about 1% of it because I'm too busy just fucking flying off at the mouth. Uh, f- let's see. Friday, I got up north. Charity scam Mike is there with his buddy, Danny. His, uh, and so the plan is, I guess one of the things he wanted to do, what he used to do at his place, because if you don't know, where I have Fear Bunker North, Mike used to have a place that he went up to is a mile and a half away. There's a really nice cabin, beautiful piece of property. Now his dad owns it. And out of the blue charity scam, Mike's dad said, Hey, I'm selling it. And Mike's like, Oh no, please don't. Cause Mike's the only one who goes up there. Uh, Mike's dad is a Jehovah's witness. So he lets all the other witnesses, uh, use it like for free. But if no one's up there, Mike goes up there with his family my nieces and my stepsister. So Jehovah dad uh, sells the place. So now Mike has no place to go. And that was really a a, a bad spot for him to be. And he was so depressed by that. So I said, well, look, um, you have my property. And what he did was he had a friend uh, give him an old travel trailer. Now it's beat up. There's no question, but, um, he, he puts it on my property and his family comes up there and, um, I get to see them. So that's, that's fun, you know? So now we're all together on my property. One of the things charity scam Mike loves to do is ride around on a, um, lawn tractor, uh, pulling behind him, this contraption that picks up leaves. It's got like these brushes on it. And as it rolls, it's spitting leaves into the back of this thing. And then you go like, uh, off the grass and you pull this rope and then the leaves dump out onto the grass. It's it's a way to get rid of the fucking leaves. However, it's remarkably, um, shitty. All right. But he loves to pick up the leaves now. I'm not going to steal that from him. I have a different method. Rake tarp. It's remarkably faster. And, um, so I would rake up these huge fucking piles and then I would put them onto a damn, uh, uh, tarp and then haul the, drag them out into the woods. Gone. You wouldn't believe, uh, it's a lot of work, but it's, it, it really works. What he's doing doesn't so he goes ahead because uh he got up there before i did and uh he's like yeah i'm just picking up all the leaves now this is our first fall together and he's been meaning to he's been wanting to uh pick up leaves since the last year it's just this thing he drives around there's a fucking beer in the thing and then uh he just it's just what he loves to do i get there And there is a Mount Rushmore-sized pile of leaves next to the fire pit. He's burning them all. Now, I don't burn leaves because it's a goddamn mess. So God bless him. I'm glad he had fun. But man, did he make work for me. Because the second that he left, well, first of all, he burned as much as he could. And uh, it was about 1% of the pile. So I've got this mountain of leaves. Amanda says smells terrible. That's true. Smoldering in my fire. The ash has created um, an unbelievable amount of ash in the fire pit that I'm going to have to dig out. I don't like a lot of ash in my fire pit. It's it's fucking messy and disgusting. He leaves on Saturday. Now, that pile's still there. Where he drove the contraption over, it didn't, like, pick them all up. It was so fucked. So then I had to spend the whole day getting that pile out of there, digging out the fire pit, uh, going back over the spots that he did in the first place to because I want to get the leaves up a fucking nightmare son of a bitch i'm losing the battle against the mice again every time i go up there i find another place where they can get in and then i close it off and then i cross my then i set up my traps cross my fingers until the next time i go up and then when i go up there's another mouse in the trap Amanda says, just leave the leaves. Who cares? Well, no, that's a problem. Because the leaves then, because they're laying all over, there's actual grass on the property. Uh, It kills the grass. So I don't want it to look like shit with fucking shitty-ass leaves there killing all the grass. So I have to get rid of them. That's the point. If you cared about appearance of things, you would understand that. Amanda says, are you worried about the homeowners association up there? No, you fucking moron. I just explained it. I don't want my property to look like shit when people visit. Goddamn. It's not my fault that when I go into your house there's uh 18 fucking feet of pizza boxes all over the place. Clean that shit up, you slob. It's an oasis of awesome. All right? I want it to look nice. I got fucking tiki torches around the fire pit. Uh you know, it's 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 a nice getaway. Some people take pride in their shit. Not you. But I do. Fuck. Is that how it's going to be today? Amanda says they don't come up there to look at the lawn. They come up there to visit you. Shut up! Jesus Christ. Uh Uh-oh! We just had a change in the four horsemen of annoying. Uh, Now, two of the four spots are Amanda. She has worked her way back into the top four with more than one entry. Kenny's still holding strong at one and two. Nope, nope, double check. Uh, One and three for Kenny. Two and four for Amanda. God damn, why is that so difficult? Chris in Buffalo says, good time to log in. Yes. Hey, how about your bills? What the fuck? Do the bills have like a losing record now? They, uh, they went to Cincinnati where that, uh, that one guy almost died. Let's see. Bills since he score. Yeah, they lost 24 to 18. The Bills are 5 and 4 right now. Cincinnati's on a roll. Cincinnati started out the year horrible. Yeah, that's a tough place to to play. Uh but that Demar guy, the guy who um remember when uh when that happened on Monday Night Football? It didn't take long before people started saying that it was uh it was an imposter or said that he's actually dead. It was just so fucking ridiculous. Chris says three for DeMar. We're in third place for him. Welfare check on Stu. Uh, I think I'm going to be with Stu this week, Thursday, with you for who are these Ottawa County fascists. That is on uh, on the docket. Should be a good time. Also, I am wearing the Penn State hoodie today. Kind of more by um, accident, but I did think about the fact that uh, Penn State is hosting Michigan this week. Now, as you know, I do not have anybody that I root for in college football. I don't have a team that I like. I'm not one of these assholes who sits there and pretends that I went to the school or any of that shit. And I don't give a fuck about Central or any of that shit. Uh, The reason why I got this hoodie was because of my time when I visited there uh, with the old radio crew. Another stupid fucking market visit to a shithole fucking radio station. And uh, they gave me this. So I said, oh, this is nice, even though this is after Sandusky. So every time I wear it, people think I'm a pedophile. But uh, Michigan travels to Penn State this week Michigan finishes the season Penn State Maryland Ohio State Penn State is eight and one Maryland is five and four and Ohio State is I believe nine and zero. Michigan has to lose one maybe two with luck three of these Easy. Why are you rooting against Michigan? Uh well, truth be told, I used to like them when I was a kid. Bo Shem John Wangler, I mean really old. Anthony Carter. <clears throat> but I don't I don't give a shit now at all. And I think Harbaugh is such an arrogant fuck, and I think he cheated his ass off. I think he he cheats his ass off, and he's a fucking asshole. So fuck him. Of course I want anybody to win that plays Michigan. So go Penn State. I hope that one of the plays in their victory over Michigan is, uh, they actually call it the Sandusky where a player, they actually grab Harbaugh from the sidelines and somebody puts his dick right in his butt right there on the 50 yard line. The guy uh, who was at the center of that fucking sign stealing thing, Connor Stallions, he was fired on Friday. The school announced he had resigned. That's bullshit. Uh, Okay. He did resign, but I can promise you they gave him millions of dollars to resign and to keep his mouth shut. That's what happened. I heard some idiot uh, suggesting that uh, Connor Stallions went rogue and was trying to impress the coaches and did this all 100% on his own. Some Michigan Walmart Wolverine slappy was suggesting that. And I'm like, fuck you. You're so stupid. You idiot. Come on. I would have more respect for Michigan if they said, yep, we were fucking cheating our asses off. Fuck you. Uh, We have a nice person from Brazil here. Welcome. I'm not sure if you're an American in, in Brazil or just a Brazilian who stumbled upon this nonsense. God help you if that's the case. I don't know who per se Og 91 is. It looks new to me. Give me some information so I can address you accordingly. Nope, a Brazilian that lives in Brazil and you just happen to experience this. That is very, that is very, very cool. The fact that we can get a person from so far away sitting here listening to this nonsense. Well, welcome to you. Uh, Chris says, where's Joe Martinez to translate? Well, Chris, come on now. If you think that folks in brazil speak spanish you're fucked up these lovely people speak portuguese get your head out of your ass you can't just assume that everybody south of the border speaks spanish portuguese completely different language Uh, Joe Martinez is in the house he does not like Michigan but wait a minute he does like Michigan he says go blue and then gives me the finger all right now now we're now we're having trouble here if Joe Martinez one of my uh one of my closest people in my life is giving me the finger for his stupid football team so let me just say that. If Michigan loses to Penn State on Saturday and then the Lions win on Sunday, that is going to be fantastic. You know, and people say to me, well, EZ, uh, why do you love Michigan State? Or why do you love Ohio State? I don't love those teams. I don't give a shit about any of those teams. Okay? I think that anybody who's too into college football is kind of a embarrassment. I just like the stories. And I'm telling you, Michigan cheated. All right. And I think Harbaugh should get, I don't know. Well, I, I, again, I don't like Harbaugh. So I think that the punishment on Harbaugh should be like a 30 year ban. That's what I think should happen. Um, all right. So there we go. That's, uh, that's what's happening there. But that guy ended up, uh, he, he announced through his lawyer, like, late Friday. Yeah, I just uh, I felt like I was being a distraction, so I decided I'd resign. Yeah, no, what happened there is the lawyer uh, was able to get the terms of the payout from the Wolverines. That's what happened. A backroom deal uh, bought that guy's silence. That's what happened. Come on now. And you will never hear another. He's probably going to change his name. Aram says all the scandals at Michigan and Michigan State. Yeah, it's, it's one thing after another around here. One thing after another. All right. For those of you that are watching the show on uh, Facebook, x and youtube time to say goodbye remember you can download the audio podcast wherever you download shows subscribe rate and review to the audio podcast if you want to watch it live in its entirety it's on twitch so what you do is you download the twitch app and then search eric zane live and then follow the page and then subscribe to the page all fun things you can do to enjoy the show without interruption If you ever want to say hello, send me a personal email on the Shoreliner Striping Inbox, eric at ericzaneshow.com. Thank you very much, and goodbye. Okay, now that they are gone, uh, Facebook and Twitch brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. X brought to you by Blue Frost IT. I do need to take a break. But before I do that, I uh, I know it's early to take a break, but uh, I got to pee. I can't help it. Um, the opening live stream of the show brought to you by the Grand Rapids Gold basketball team. And opening day, I guess, comes up in six days. Sunday, the Grand Rapids Gold open up at Van Andel Arena. And I want you to be there. Okay? Afternoon tip-off, 3 p.m., You need to be part of it. Uh, Let's see. If you... um, This is what you do. In the show notes, there will be a link. Click on, on where that is, and that is where you can get your tickets. Here you go. They open up against the Motor City Cruise. Now, the interesting thing about that is... For a period, and they are the affiliate of the Detroit Pistons. The Grand Rapids Gold are the affiliate of the Denver Nuggets, who won the world championship last year. Um the Motor City Cruise used to be the Grand Rapids Drive. But the Pistons said, We want the team in Detroit, and the gold ownership said, No, we want to stay here. And they said, Well, then we're taking the franchise. So they did. They took the franchise and they moved it to Detroit, and they suck shit. So the organization in Grand Rapids then got an affiliation with the Denver Nuggets. The rest is history. So you have this pocket of Denver Nuggets fans right here in Grand Rapids. So go to Van Andel Arena on Sunday for the opener. Tickets are dirt cheap, and you can get them uh, in the link that you see or that you will see in the show notes, and come enjoy the game with me if you're watching right now live uh, you can see that on the screen there. But their website is, uh, it's, you would have to type grandrapids.gleague.nba.com, which is impossible to remember. So if you're uh, watching the live stream, just search Grand Rapids Gold, see their page, buy the tickets, off you go. 3 p.m., more than 50% of the Grand Rapids Gold's basketball games this year are on uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That is awesome. Thursday and Friday, you've got $2 beers, $2 dogs. So get up your bro friends, get your uh, your, uh, girlfriends, and head over to Van Andel Arena for an absolute party. Uh, Thursday and Fridays, $2 beers, $2 dogs. Hopefully nobody throws foam pucks on the ice like at the fucking hockey games. Holy shit. And the opener, again, Sunday the 12th. 3 p.m., Grand Rapids Gold taking on the Motor City Cruise. There you go. Thank you so much. Grand Rapids Gold. All right. Thank you again to Rick from TC Paintball for being part of the podcast. You can play outdoors, weather permitting. You can play indoors. TC Paintball, online at tcpaintballgr.com. Book an event for a workplace team building, maybe your friends in the neighborhood, bachelor party, bachelorette party, you name it. TC Paintball, pay one fee, you get everything. You get the gun, you get the mask, you get the paint. Uh, you provide the fun. Online at tcpaintballgr.com. EZ has to pee. I will be back. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. And are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. So, with a little luck, Michigan gets murdered by Penn State. Then they travel to Maryland. and get upset and then they host Ohio state and Ohio state humiliates them. Now make no mistake. If Harbaugh had died in a motorcycle wreck at the beginning of the season and this cheating thing didn't exist, I would be wanting Michigan to win those games because people around here would be happy a little bit arrogant but still happy. So that's where my brain is right now. I just I I'm just not buying any of the nonsense, any of the noise that he had no idea what happened when the fucking guy was uh, uh in the disguise and Central Michigan's guilty too by the way. Jim McElwain, the coach, this is my conspiracy theory. This is what happened. It's my opinion. Make it yours. Jim McElwain used to be an assistant at Michigan. Harbaugh said, uh, hey, uh, can Connor Stallions come dress up in CMU gear and scout Michigan State because we want to hang 49 on them? Jim McElwain said, yes, absolutely. Uh, I want you to destroy Michigan State. So that's what happened. Jim McElwain and Central Michigan University uh, is now in the spotlight. Kent adds, the FBI is now investigating Ryan Day and Ryan Day's brothers. For illegally accessing Connor Stallion's computer and leaking it to the press, I haven't heard about that. I wonder how if there's any truth to that. Audience members are treated to O'Neill posing like a French model. Ryan Day, Ohio State cl- uh, coach. Yeah, I don't. Uh, the only thing I see is like speculation from people and from various uh, little known websites throwing out the Ryan Day theory. So, what that means is it's shit. From Larry Brown Sports, Michigan believes Ryan Day's brothers are linked to the investigation. Michigan believes that Ohio State is responsible for developing evidence and presenting it to the NCAA case that the Wolverines were running an illegal sign-stealing operation. According to a report, which who knows what that means. Further, the report says that Ryan Day's brothers are believed, believed to have ties to the investigation. All right. Well, you know, when you uh, when I read it like that, I wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me at all if the Days tipped off people about um, the Wolverines cheating. Who cares? You know, see something, say something. What's wrong with someone ratting somebody out for cheating? I don't have any problem with that. In a report published last week, the Washington Post said that an outside investigation firm began investigating Michigan this season for alleged sign stealing. The firm was said to have gained access to a computer drive maintained and accessed by Michigan coaches. The evidence... The outside firm obtained, this is all very clandestine, by the way, was then presented to the NCAA in a meeting that took place on October 17th. By October 18th, the NCAA and Big Ten had begun investigating Michigan. We asked at the time who was bankrolling the investigation and how the computer files were accessed. A new report provides some possible information. The Wolverines' Chris Ballas, who your old pal EZ has spoken to before, Reported on Friday that Michigan is gathering evidence that would link Day's brothers to the investigation. Day has two younger brothers, Christopher and Tim. Each brother reportedly has a link to one of the two investigators. Cool. If that's the case, more power to them. If you find out that your opponent is cheating and you rat them out for cheating because they're getting an advantage against all these other teams and you, to me, the the days in Ohio State get a fucking gold star on their forehead. Yet another reason to root for Ohio State against Michigan. Fuck this. Christopher Day... Even runs what is said to be a private investigation company in New Hampshire called Fourth and One Investigations and Protective Agency. <laughs> He's got an investigation company called Fourth and One Investigations. The other brother probably has one. It says uh, uh, "fuck Michigan Investigations." The report further states that law enforcement is looking into how any of the computer files obtained for the investigation may have been, may have been obtained. So they're suggesting then that, so wait a minute, are you suggesting that, well, they're suggesting, they're wondering, how did the days get their information? We'll never know that. Day's brothers in Ohio State potentially being behind the investigation and busting their rival for cheating would not change whether or not Michigan was doing something against NCAA rules. Yes, that's, that's what I'm getting at. Who cares? Good. However, it would add a new chapter to an already extremely intense rivalry. Ohio State also would want to make sure that they are not committing wrongdoing that could in turn be brought up to the NCAA or Big Ten. Bullshit. It's like I said, see something, say something. They also would not want to have used illegal means to access computer files to build the case. So if they're they're hoping, well, I mean, if you're a fan of Ohio State, that's the last thing you want to do. You would have uh, been uh, breaking some rules yourself to bust Michigan. Whether or not the evidence was obtained illegally almost certainly will not matter to the NCAA. There you go. That's all that matters. Whether or not the evidence was obtained illegally almost certainly will not matter to the NCAA. The oversight body acts based on evidence it finds regardless of how that evidence was obtained. However, this sort of thing could motivate Michigan to look hard for dirt against Ohio State that they could submit to the NCAA too. This is so sweet. Fuck. Uh, Kent, you were right. This sounds fantastic. Of course, I'm pretty sure Kent's a diehard Michigan fan. I mean, if you're a diehard uh, Michigan fan... Doesn't it get annoying to have to make excuses for cheating? I mean, doesn't that make you kind of look like a bitch? If your team is cheating, let's just say for the sake of this argument, let's just say Michigan is cheating their ass off. Doesn't that make you go, ah, fuck. You know, I mean, isn't there something uh, wrong about that? If you sit there and and root for them. Tyler says all of these asshole coaches cheat. It's just a matter of how and if they get caught. Well, I don't know, man. I watched that Purdue game against Michigan and Purdue is definitely not cheating. There there is no cheating at Purdue. God damn, do they suck? Such a big disparity. I mean, it was like Michigan playing a, a, a team of like junior hires. God damn. Ben Weller says, I've been saying since early 2023 that a Harbaugh will not be back after this year. It's what he does. He goes somewhere, burns everything down, and leaves a mess. Tyler suggests that Purdue is not cheating hard enough. They need a new coach who will cheat better. Okay, honestly, if I had all the money in the world, let's say I won one of those billion-dollar fucking jackpots uh, just for fun. I would fuck with college football. The whole name image likeness thing. Let's say I've got billions and billions of dollars. Um, Remember like in that movie uh, trading, uh, was it trading places or trading spaces? Trading places when the two rich guys make the bet about they can uh, wreck the rich guy's life and they can take the poor guy Eddie Murphy and make him uh, the rich guy just for like, and they, they like bet for a dollar. That's what I'm thinking. Um, I throw a dart at a map, and the college that is nearest the map, provided it's a shit school, I will make that program the national champion in football. So it's some dumb fuck college in the middle of Montana that barely has a Division One football program in my, my hypothetical scenario. I go to there, I set up shop, And because of the name image likeness thing, I start paying big money for the best college athletes. I just, I go all out. And we take that team and we make them a champion. That to me would be fantastic. It would be so much fun to just fuck with everybody from doing that. That's why players are staying longer in college football because they're making money finally. You know, before you, you, you leave the second you can to the NFL. Uh, the, the, uh, uh, level of, of players is, um, you know, uh, you know, the level that they play at is increasing. Cause like you get a guy like Blake Corum, fucking hey. that guy is, it's like a pro football player. He's playing against people that are much younger than him. He's been there forever. If Blake Corum had his way, he'd be able to He'd stay at Michigan like for his whole career. He'd be like 46 years old, still running the rock. Guy's a beast, by the way. I don't see, fuck, man, if by chance, uh, well, more than likely, Michigan is going to run the table, beat the shit out of Penn State, beat the shit out of Maryland, beat the shit out of Ohio State, and probably win the national championship. That is probably what is going to happen. More than likely. They are that good. All right? They've cheated better than anybody else. Their players are better than everyone else's. They're fucking great. But if there is any justice in the world, Penn State wins. Harbaugh gets molested right at the 50-yard line like a double dick thing. And then they lose to Maryland, and then they lose to Ohio State. I would love that to happen. And then they go to like some shithead bowl. They're not even in the top 25. And then Harbaugh leaves in a huff. That's what we have to hope for. For this story to pan out in the most entertaining way possible. And please, don't ever accuse me of being a college football uh, fan of any one team. I'm not. But it's right as rain that Harbaugh lose. He's a lying piece of shit. I don't care how he was caught. I don't give a shit if Ryan Day himself went into the office and accessed the computer. I don't give a fuck. What does that even matter? Joe Martinez says, you are nuts. Suckeye going to lose. No, dickhead. I said that. I said they're probably going to lose. I said Michigan's probably going to win out. Jesus. But the drama is fantastic. Uh, more college football. Did any of you see the Texas Southern Tuba player? Oh playing the tuba. And some dude comes up and starts giving him shit. And while playing the tuba, he knocks the heckler out. And punches him with four big ones. And knocks the dude out and then goes back to playing the tuba. The first video does not have sound. Look at the dude. He's just trying to do his thing. Play the tuba, and this piece of shit comes up and starts giving him hell about what? I don't know. And he won't he won't let up. Now watch tuba guy here. He's playing. Playing this guy's won't stop. One, two, three, four. Four punches. And he's done. And then this guy guys goes back to bebopping along. One more time. Two, three, four. Oh, God. Now, I think he was knocked out, but this guy in the blue shirt might have... I don't know. Those punches weren't that strong, but this is a big boy who's throwing the punches. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Uh, I have this same video with sound. Oh my God. Chris says that punch number three connected and might have scrambled that guy's eggs a little bit. Here you go. Uh, Let's see. Where is my sound? There's my sound. He's doing there. He's not getting the reaction he wants, though, so then he starts to yell. There you go.
1: Holy shit.
0: All while playing. Okay, thats that's got to be our our number one fight of the year in the stands. Uh, Tyler says, tuba player missed an opportunity. He should have bent over, trapped the dude's head in the tuba, and blasted the loudest, deepest note. He can play. Oh, my God, you're right. And then head-butted him with the tuba. I mean, if you're a guy who is trying to get under the skin of tuba player and tuba player gets the right hand free and you get knocked out by the guy playing the tuba, you have to capitalize on that, uh, on that fame. If you're a guy who got beat up, you know, you got to go on a world tour. I got beat up by the tuba or I'm the guy that got, I mean, I don't know if anybody's going to pay attention to you, but there, there is some spectacle to it. If he maybe leans into it, like with, boy, I shouldn't have done that. I sure am an idiot. Uh, boy, that uh, I, I apologize to that guy. And then I don't know, do it like a book tour or something like that. Or uh, maybe apologize to tuba player. And then you two can do something together after that incident. You can like make up and be friends. People would love that story. Chris says, playing tuba and wearing that damn marching band uniform still knocked the dude out. LOL. Uh, Linda says, tuba heckler nomination for asshole of the day. Chris describes what I just described as a Tosh.0 web redemption. Linda adds, Heckler went down from shock that the band nerd could punch. Look, I don't know if I can call him a nerd though. You ever see what these marching bands go through uh, to be exceptional? Exceptional. When the, um, when the marching band, when all the kids take off for the summer, the kids that are in band are usually on the uh, parking lot of the school when it's 105 degrees working on their, working on their shit for the f- upcoming year. And then not only do they perform at the football uh, games, but then they perform like in various uh, festivals trying to win awards. In fact... Uh, the high school that my all my kids went to uh, is literally not just Michigan. They're number one in Michigan. Okay? But in the United States, Jenison High School. Now, when it comes to football, they are an absolute train wreck. Outside of Kyle Knott who now plays for Grand Valley, you haven't had many bright spots on the football team at Jenison High School. Raise your hand if you get the Kyle Knott reference. But the the fucking uh, band, on the other hand, is ridiculous. This weekend, the state championships for band were held. Now, I'm not even sure where they were, but I think they come out, they do their thing, and then they're judged, and then based on that, you determine who's first, second, third in the state, you know? And uh, first place again, Jennison. Every year, it's Jenison. Uh, not only did they win, they won. Look at, well, I can't even show it to you. But it looks very impressive because... There's all these different awards and categories. Not only did they win the overall, but they won first place for general effect, don't know what that means. Music, they won. Visual, they won. Auxiliary, I don't know what that is. They won. Maybe that's like the flags. And then the percussion. They won. They won all, they won everything. They are Like, you know, the New England Patriots of bands here at beautiful Jenison, Michigan. People go, okay, this is how it is, Jenison High School, when it comes to a football Friday. The band is performing outside of the stadium. The football team takes the field. The fans stay outside of the stadium even the parents of the players because they don't want to see the disaster halftime all the fans go into the stadium they watch the band then when the football team's taking the field again the fans leave they lose 85 nothing the fans go back in to see the band Uh, after the game that happens every week, it has for years. They absolutely stink. They just fired the football coach over the weekend. One of the poor guy, I feel bad for him. Nice dude. One of the teachers, you know, all the teachers at my kid's school. And the one that Diana works at, it's like they, um, they put all the teachers names in a hat to see who coaches the football team to like the 0 and 30 mark or over three years. You know, you, you draw, oh, fuck. It's like the drafting teacher. It's like, oh, shit. And it's his turn to go coach the fucking football team. Uh, And then they, you know, after that doesn't work, they fire him. And he's so happy he gets fired. He's like, oh, thank God. It's over. I paid my penance. And you can buy out of it, too. If you they draw your name to be the football coach at Jenison, you can pay them $100,000 to get out of it. So a lot of teachers, they, they actually do. They agree to, instead of um, uh, coach a football team, they, um, they actually don't take a salary. They actually work for free and work a second job so that they aren't put in the poorhouse. That's how bad the football team is here. Tyler says, I was in the band at Northview. We were told we had to stay for entire football games because 90% of the stands would clear out when the band would leave after halftime. Cole describes, describes it as the football team actually does a halftime show for the band. It would be better if the band were on the football field and then the other team's football team was out there. I think our band is more physical at football than the football team. Linda adds a fact that I forgot to mention. The Jenison band director's salary is $1 million a month. Not even kidding you. The Jenison band is uh, playing in this year's Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade. Let's see. Who is, prefer- okay, news. Let's see, where is it? Ahead of Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, Jennison prepares for big marching band season. Uh, Jennison marching band raising money to attend Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And I know they raised it, you know. So they'll be there in a few weeks. You'll be able to see them on TV, the Jennison marching band. Every one of the members of the band makes $100,000 a year. All the students. Everybody. Okay, we've got some big boosters uh, being paid for by big band. And, uh, yeah, it's it's absolutely incredible. Uh, This is a video going around. It's actually um, from last year when the uh, invite went out to our... uh, beloved Jenison marching band.
1: Not sure what's going on. One, two, <laughs> one last time. Congratulations, guys. I appreciate it.
0: Not sure what the fuck is going on here. I think this is when the invite came. Three, two, eight, in five, four,
1: four, three, two, one. Let's have a break. Then the invitation is official. Are we
0: ready?
1: Yeah. No, are we ready?
0: Anticlimactic because they already had the invitation, you know. By the way, you see this room? how spectacular that a room looks. This is a um, an auditorium that we had built specifically for our symphonies, our bands, our choir. This is what we do in Jenison. We make music, okay? Uh, when the football team needs anything, like let's say the football team uh, needs new footballs. Um, the superintendent says, no, uh, go, go to play it against sports and get yourself a new fucking football. Uh, our football team doesn't even play with uniforms. They just have pads on and they have to put like t-shirts on over it. So it's all a mismatch. The different colored helmets. Some of them don't even play in with, with helmets. Uh, it came time to build that new uh, facility that I just showed you, uh, state of the art, you know, uh, and it was a, it was a millage thing, you know, you put it in front of the voters, and uh, I think everybody's taxes went up like four hundred thousand dollars a year, so every resident of Jenison had to had to had to pay all that, and we gladly did it because again, that's all we do is win when it comes to band symphony. Choir, acting, you know. Uh, Tom Cruise went to Jenison High School. So did Harrison Ford, Tom Hanks. The biggest names in Hollywood came through Jenison, Michigan. All incredible. Congrats to them uh, on the big win over this past weekend. You're not going to believe this. I got to go pee again. Sorry. Sorry. I'll be right back. I see Chris mentioned the uh, new field house as part of um, Jenison High School. Like in the parking lot, they built a state-of-the-art facility indoors. Remember I was talking about how like uh, uh, they would just be in the sweltering parking lot? That That's the way it was for years. And then all that name, image, likeness money came in. Each kid in the band's making $100,000. Uh, bands going all over the world. They've got a private jet. You know how like uh, Iron Maiden has Ed Force One? Jennison has that. And how uh, Ed Force One has uh, that character from Iron Maiden, Eddie on it. The Jenison plane has the tuba player punching the guy in the face. That's the plan. Wildcat won. Exactly. Instead of uh, sweltering in the parking lot, they went ahead and built this uh, fantastic field house. Air conditioned, catered. And the football coach, and there's actually like a football field on it so that they you know can practice and know where they are on the field. The football team went in there to practice. Well, the band beat the shit out of the football team. It was crazy as hell. There was nothing they could do. It was a couple of them died from the beating. It was, uh, it was quite an event. That's how important this is around here. It's just as important for Jenison to have a great band as it is to not have black people in the community. Chris in Maine says, in all honesty, though, the only future for these jerks is the one parade a year on Memorial Day where they lose five years of their life breathing in the Shriners' mini cars, diesel fumes. Losers. Horrible. Horrible statement uh, that could only be have said by a dumb jock. Of course you're going to get that from a jealous uh uh baseball idiot. Chris thinks he's hot shit because of he uh he entered the main Hall of Fame or whatever the hell it is. For baseball. Pfft, whatever. Like anybody gives a shit about baseball. God damn. When it comes to the United States, football's number one. Then it goes the NBA. Uh, then it goes hockey, band, field hockey, bowling, golf, darts. soccer and baseball. I don't know if you guys heard about how much uh, ass Trump is kicking. A poll just came out and it's not just some fucking fake news poll. Even left-leaning NBC News posted, oh yeah, Trump is Beating the shit out of Biden. The New York Times and Siena College did a thorough poll straight up. Biden v. Trump in six battleground states. Now, I've talked on the show for weeks now that there is no way in hell Biden gets reelected. Trump is going to be elected president. Whether you like it or not. Do I want Trump to be president? Fuck no. Why easy? Well, it isn't so much Trump, it's the assholes who love him. See Ottawa impact. Okay. He's created a monster. That's why I don't want Trump to win. However, the Democrats are going with the worst option possible. Biden is not mentally sound to do this job. And most people are realizing that enough people are realizing that. And that is a key factor at some point between now and election day which i think is pretty much i think it's i think we're uh, 364 days away didn't i read that it's a year away from the election um he has no business running a country can you imagine biden going out and and campaigning because at, at some point, he's going to have to. And that means lots of off-the-cuff moments. Biden is not sound in the mind. And I'm not even saying that to be a smartass or an idiot or to be funny. And I think enough people are realizing that, that they're like, well, we can't vote for him. Jesus Christ. So they, they got to they gotta go with, I mean, what else are you going to vote for? I think the Democrats need to convince him to not run and he needs to step aside. That is the only shot the Democrats have at beating Trump who he's getting stronger. There's no denying it. And me, the staunchest uh, opposition to Trump you can find in terms of like how I express myself about him. There's no way Biden is going to win this fucking election. We need a candidate that's not sick. I don't give a shit who it is. Anybody would do a better job than Biden at this point in time. Biden is now trailing Trump in five battleground states. Five out of the six. Arizona Georgia all these states that the election was like uh uh there was it was very very close in the last election Arizona Georgia Michigan Nevada and Pennsylvania by margins of three to ten percent among registered voters my God in Arizona Trump 49 percent Biden 44. Georgia, Biden 43, Trump 49. So Biden won that one. Nevada, Trump 52, Biden 41. Michigan, 48%, Biden 43. Pennsylvania, Trump 48, Biden 44. Wisconsin, Biden maintains a slight lead 47 to 45. The poll marks a shift after Biden won those six states in 2020 went up against Trump. The findings show follow a series of recent polls that show Biden either locked in a tight race with Trump or trailing him. Biden's campaign has reiterated the election is still more than a year away and the president is working to mobilize voters to support his reelection bid. The polling, coupled with Biden's low approval ratings, has some in the political sphere express- expressing concerns, including Democrats. In a post shortly after the poll was released, former President Barack Obama's senior advisor, David Axelrod, suggested that Biden drop out of the 2024 presidential race in the wake of the poll. Now, if that that's incredible to me. So you got the White House saying, oh, it's a long, it's just we got a year, we got a year. But yet a key strategist for Obama, I mean, this isn't like someone who's opposed to Biden. It's someone who wants a Democrat in the White House is saying, drop out. Uh, quote, it's very late to change horses. A lot will happen in the next year that no one can predict. And Biden's team says his resolve to run is firm. Axelrod wrote in a post on X. Now I just lost my fucking spot on this article. Why does that happen? It just moves on you. Only at Joe Biden can make this decision. If he continues to run, he will be the nominee of the democratic party. What he needs to decide is whether that is wise, whether it's in his best interest or the country's Axelrod continued. Exactly. If Biden is so about America, but he's running just because of his ego, that's not appropriate. If you want to support your party you would go with whoever would have the best chance of winning. And right now you're going to get murdered. Uh, If Biden is reelected at the end of his term, he'll be 86. Right now, Biden is 80. What's crazy about Biden being 80 and Trump being 77. It seems more like uh, Trump is like 60. Uh, He is Unbelievably sharper than Biden, in my opinion. Biden is fucking uh, uh, falling apart at the seams. Every time he speaks, something bad happens. 71% of registered voters surveyed in the poll said they agree to some degree that Biden is, quote, just too old to be an effective president. While only 39% said the same about Trump. You can hate Trump all you want. And who doesn't, you know, I mean, seriously, Uh, especially on this show. But if you were asked the question, that same question, um, even people who despise Trump would say he's more mentally um, in control of his own destiny. Biden is not. When asked if Biden has the mental sharpness to be an effective president, 62 percent of participants said no while 35 percent said oh yeah meanwhile 52 percent which still isn't great of participants said they believe trump has has the mental sharpness to be an effective president while 44 percent said he does not The poll was conducted among 3,662 registered voters in Arizona, Michigan, Nevada, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. Uh, The poll was done between October 22nd to November 3. The margin of sampling error for each state is between 4.4 and 4.8 percentage points. So take it for what it's worth. I don't know, but all I would say that is... um, This does not look good for Biden. Nick says he somehow won last time without campaigning. And that's what Chris had pointed out too. He didn't campaign last time. He stayed in his basement. Nate says, I don't think those poll numbers reflect the younger generations. I can't bring up Trump in public because my daughter starts yelling, grab him by the pussy. Your daughter starts yelling, grab him by the pussy. I don't want to be around your daughter when she starts yelling, grab him by the pussy. Mediocrity, Dave, says a dead person would do better than those two. Look, say what you will about Trump, but I don't think his brain is pudding like Biden's. Chris says, not sure how you can hate on Trump so much when he comes on the show and beats up free and hot wings. No, Trump, when he's on my show, is awesome. All right, I'll tell you that right now. That's when I love Trump. I don't care for, and I don't even have as much of a problem as you think with his politics. Some things I don't like, but not all of it. Some of it I actually like. Uh, A lot of that America first thing, I like that. I don't care for the wall. I think we need, um, okay, we don't need a wall there. What we need is a hotel a large one, all right, where there is a perpetual job fair going on. Meanwhile, so that these poor people coming from south of the border don't have to walk, we've got various hot spots, locations, and hubs where we can pick up the people and drive them to our hotel job fair. There, since they'll be uh, becoming American citizens, they'll be treated to the best five-star hotel service in their welcome to America. They then choose at the world's biggest job fair what line of work that they want to get in. Representatives from every industry are there. Okay. And in this utopia world, We then transport them and the families to the, uh, wherever they get the job. And then that's it. Once they get there, they're, uh, helped to get on their feet in the community. They've already become American citizens. They're paying taxes. Uh, they immediately infiltrate to our society, uh, and assimilate. It it would be absolutely fantastic. This is what America was built on. Bring me your tired, your poor, your weak. And then we get them working. All right. I love that idea. No more walls. Then we don't have any problem at the southern border. And then, you know, the first thing the people on the right say to me is easy. But what about the drug dealers and the cartels? Who gives a fuck? They're coming in anyway. Yeah, but what about drugs and human trafficking? Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, hopefully they won't. That's still illegal, okay? You still can't do that. God damn. Okay. So, here's your choices. Uh drugs pouring into the country and human trafficking and hundreds of thousands of people at the border. Or, my plan, drug dealers, human trafficking, and no one at the border. Those are your only options. I'm getting a little sick and tired of seeing one-year-old babies crossing the Rio Grande. You Dumb motherfuckers. Open borders. Only in Mexico, though. You don't want these fucking Canadians coming in here. I'm kidding. I love my Canadians. I'm telling you. I could win an election with just my fucking mouth. I could march into any debate and fucking dominate. If the illegals were voting for Trump, the Democrats would have a wall up by the end of the day. Well, we can't have that. We already talked about that. No walls. All the Mexicans come in. Uh, the The process to become an American citizen is uh, you just come in and, uh, I don't know, you say the Pledge of Allegiance, and then they say Approved. They give you a driver's license right there. Give you a tax ID number right there. That, I think, makes more sense than what we have going on right now. Um. All right. Hang on. I got to catch up on some sponsors here. You know how it is. Oh, my God. King's Room Barbershop. If you haven't gotten your hair cut there yet, dudes... Uh, please make it a point. In the West Michigan area, you have Northland Drive, Byron Center, and then, of course, the newest location at eight twenty one thirty six Street Southwest in Wyoming, Michigan, right next to the costume room. Head over to King's Room Barbershop. If you want to go to their website ahead of time to get schedules, hours, and exact locations, it's at kingsroom.net. Okay. If you're a guy and you get your haircut at, uh, I don't know, Sport Clips or whatever the fuck it is, Jude's or Lady Jane's, forget that. I want you to go to King's Room Barbershop. Andy and Colleen, uh, business owners in the community, they've been working very, very hard tirelessly. I'm very proud of them that they were actually able to get their own building. But, you know, they have to pay rent at uh, previously when they were at Rogers Plaza. But uh, in their own building that they have purchased, I love that. Congrats to Colleen and Andy. Help them out by getting your hair cut at King's Room Barbershop, okay? And mention EZ. If Colleen or Andy's not cutting your hair, make sure the stylist knows that, they, uh, that you heard it on the show and ask them to pass it along to Colleen and Andy. That helps your old pal EZ. <clears throat> okay. Uh, My Policy Shop Insurance, that's Frank Fuss. Frank Fuss will help you get the health insurance you need during open enrollment through healthcare.gov. Right now, if you are trying to navigate healthcare.gov and get your own insurance, that can be a very, very difficult period of time, all right? If you don't know what you're doing, you can screw that up. Have Frank help you, and it's free. That's right. Go to buyinsurancehere.com, B-U-Y insurancehere.com to get started with Frank Fuss. Because if you are self-employed between jobs, or maybe your employer does not offer insurance, you can get into an insurance policy with healthcare.gov. And the way that works in a nutshell is the government has it set up so that you and I can get the health insurance we need and most of the premium monthly premium is paid for by the government, a tax subsidy. Okay. If your earning is below a certain threshold, Frank has all the details about that. uh, Most of the premium is paid for. You pay for some of the premium, but that's how it works with healthcare.gov. Frank will help you with all the details that uh, it's above my pay grade. I can't do it. Frank needs to help you. Best of all, his services are free reach out by going to the website buyinsurancehere.com B-U-I, insurancehere.com, and setting up your appointment today um patrick in south carolina did just that and uh now he just uh yeah, i just saw him he was talking to frank when we were doing the uh ben and eric show it was awesome very very cool thank you uh health update on your old pal ez and i know some of you are going to be like jesus man what is going on? But it was two weeks and one day ago that I had a CT scan on my abdomen to determine what's going on there. As you know, having to run to the bathroom very often. Uh, hold on a second. Darla! No. Darla! No. Sorry. Um, is not good getting up all hours of the night, several times a night. Something is wrong. Um, I do have a, what's known as BPH, benign prostate hyperplasia. It's a fancy way of saying an enlarged prostate, which is causing all sorts of issues. So, okay, get the CT scan. The person who does the scan is, you know, a tech. She goes, okay, uh, we're behind a little bit on uh, interpretation. So, what they do is they take that, um, the results of that test, what they see, what they learn, and a person says, This is what I see, doctor. And then the doctor goes, I concur. Name the movie. Do you concur? I concur. Uh, the person who does that interpreting of those results is known as a radiologist. They said to me, "We're behind." I go, "Okay." Five, they said it's about five days. Five days passes. I don't hear anything. I reach out to my urologist. What's going on? We'll let you know. Still waiting. They're behind. Five more days passes. I go, I know you said you would let me know when you have the results, but now it's 10 days. Can you please share some insight with me as to what is happening here? And she said the same thing. She goes, I know you're frustrated, but it's literally workload. They are backed up like your balls are right now. As soon as we find out, we will let you know. So I, I'm just—I wonder what what goes in with that. If you're if you're the radiologist, is it like uh, do you have like a stack of papers on your desk? Hypothetical stack of papers, metaphorical stack of papers, and it takes a certain amount of time to go through each one of them. I'm guessing that's it. There's like 3,000 of these CT scans or something like that, that they have to interpret and pass the results on. God damn. So that's where I am. And the problem is I let some loved ones in my family know about this. In particular, my brother, World Book Jim. And so after I get the CT scan two days later, did did you get the results? No. Four days later, did you get the results? No. Five days later, did you get the results? No. And then you get a lot of big brother, little brother there. Okay. Hold on a second. Stop. Stop doing that. And then he says, you need a new doctor. And I'm like, it's not that simple. So now. Now we're to a point where um, it's been 10 days. Well, actually 15 days, 10 work days, 15 days overall since the CT. And I can't get an answer for fuck's sake. Now it's probably nothing. They're probably going to take a look at it and say, yeah, you have BPH. And, uh, it's going to take a little time for your, uh, uh a prostate, which is the size of, uh, damn football to shrink. I'm on this medicine that shrinks it. But I hate the medicine. I really do. It kind of takes a little wind out of my sails. Translation. My orgasms are no longer as intense. I'm like, oh yeah, this is great. Whatever. It says right on the bottom. On the bottle. Less intense orgasms. Son of a bitch. That's all I need. I love my orgasms. I miss my intense ones. Now it's like, eh, whatever. Aram says one one we can agree on is that Eric's prostate does not seem to be a priority for the medical community. My God. Jimmy on the previous topic says, if you vote for Biden, you get a family of immigrants for free. Nick says, best move you can make is live and work out of the same property. I'm not sure what that means. Sir Bob of Oliver caught the movie reference. Catch me if you can. So that's what's going on with the health. It's really bothering me. You'd never be able to tell during the show because I'm able to put on a happy face, but incredibly uncomfortable. Jesus. Easy plays hurt. That's all you need to know. Okay. Let's see. What else can I talk about now? Ah, football player, Caleb Williams. He's the quarterback for USC. Very good. Probably going to be a uh, first-round draft pick in the NFL. And then he won't go anywhere. You know how it is. Well, his team can't stop anybody. Uh, he was great in the game against Washington. But uh, he scored, you know, he's had several touchdown passes. Um, But... They lost to Washington. Washington is really, really great. They lose 52 to 42. Uh, Caleb Williams was great. 27 pass completions, 35 pass attempts, 312 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, He won the Heisman Trophy last year. He went back to USC because they're paying him millions of dollars. You see, that's what I'm talking about. Well, I got this. Tyler reached out and uh, described this uh, video that I'm about to show you as cry baby football player. He says, I don't know if this is worth parking on really. LOL. But this is an almost 22-year-old who was a high prospect for the NFL draft. He jumped into the stands after they lost to cry to his mommy after Washington beat USC. Okay. Yes, it certainly does appear that he jumped in the stands to cry to his mommy. I'm going to play it for you, but I don't know if he's crying to his mommy, as you put it, Tyler, because his football team lost. But he definitely is crying to his mommy. Robert Griffin III, who used to play football. He's a talking head now. This is watching Caleb Williams sobbing with his family after losing this game will break your heart. This young man pours his heart out for every for his team every time he plays. Any NFL team would be lucky to have him as their quarterback, and this emotion sh- uh, shows how much this game means to him. Okay, now I can't go that far. I think there needs to be an investigation uh, by the NCAA to find out why he was sobbing. And if the investigation reveals that he's sobbing because the team lost, then I think they should kick him off the team. And then he just doesn't get drafted because you don't want some pussy uh, 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 carrying on like that, you know? I mean, if you lose a game, what you're supposed to do is take off your jersey and give it to a guy on the other team and you sign it, you do a jersey swap, pick out what chick you're going to bang, And he's got millions of dollars from from playing college football. He's going to make millions, millions more in the pros. You don't go to your mommy and cry. Now, the only thing that would be acceptable would be maybe like if, you know, like his family was murdered just before the game or something horrible happened. Like maybe his dad got eaten by a shark. We don't know. Maybe his baby brother got mauled by a dog. Or maybe his dog died. Even if his dog died, that would be acceptable. I think it's ridiculous for Tyler to assume that he's crying like a bitch because of the football game. Why can't I hear anything? There might not be any sound of this. You see, there he is. He goes into the stands. Everybody's like there. Caleb Williams. Uh, He absolutely now. We don't know if he's crying yet. But then as you look further, now he starts sobbing. Okay, he's definitely going. (laughs) Look at this guy. He's like, oh, this is so awkward. He He is sobbing uncontrollably. I haven't witnessed crying like that since the last time. Uh, Kenny had a bad experience with a local merchant like Z-Speed mobile mechanic. Look at this guy. He's trying to help out. It might be dad there. He's actually crying to his mommy. Okay. Uh, I need to know. What do you think? Is he is he crying to his mommy over the... F- He's actually hugging his mommy. who's co- She brought that sign to cover up his face. I can't say for sure if he's crying to his mommy over the football game or he's crying to his mommy because several people died at kickoff. We can only assume. Tyler is assuming he's crying to his mommy because he lost the football game. I can't say for sure. But if I'm an NFL team and it comes time for, like, the NFL draft and you know how they, like, oftentimes will uh, uh, meet with the people to, um like get a sense of where their brain is. That's the first thing I want to know. Caleb in this clip here, we need to know who why you were crying. And if he says, "Well, it's because we just lost the big game and I was sad." You say, "Okay, that's enough. We don't need to we don't need it. You don't you don't want a goddamn bitch uh to be on your football team. Gigi Breezy says, looks like a state fan. Tyler says, put the, inve- the Harbaugh investigation on hold. This takes priority. Chris says, is she hot like other football moms? I don't think so. Tyler says his mom is covering his face and telling him, grow a pair, you bitch. Your draft stock is going to drop because of this. That's all true. Uh, Chris in Maine, who's a Hall of Famer, I don't know if you know that, athlete. He says, "Uh, uh, crying because I care is weak as fuck. I don't know, man. I think, uh, I don't think we can, I don't think it's fair to just assume that he's crying to his mommy because the football team lost the game. If he was crying to his mommy, we would only assume that he'd be saying things like, It's not fair! I scored four touchdowns! It was new. But I don't think it's right to assume that. I think we have to try to put ourselves into his shoes. And maybe, you know, on the front yard of his house, there's dead people there right now who were attacked In like some crazy mass shooting or some shit. Just before game time. Nate says crying shows they are passionate. He says he wants only criers. Blue State Rob says he's crying because of the shooting in Lewiston. You know, if you're Caleb Williams, and then you're at the um, uh, press conference, someone says, hey, Caleb, why were you crying? That that would be acceptable. Say, well, you could then say because of the mass shooting in Lewiston, and then everyone go, oh, okay. Well, there you go. That explains it. You can't, you can't just, uh, you know, go to your mommy. You know, hello. <coughs> yeah, hi, Maddie. <laughs> well, this is what it sounded like uh, when Caleb Williams was crying.
1: What's up? You, you sound like you're upset. Okay, I was able to gather out of that something about your mother is upset because your DS case is missing and you can't find it anymore. Uh-huh. So I'm guessing that it'll probably turn up, you know, over time. It probably just can't find it right now because you're rushing looking for it. No, I'm not, I just not. to find it. Do you, you think it's gone forever? No, I don't think so, baby. We'll find it. I promise you. I want to find it now. Me too. I want to find it too, but I, I'm. It might. It might take a little looking. Mm. Okay. Well, it sounds like you're having a rough start to your day. I'm sorry. Okay, I love you. Love you too. All right. Talk to mommy. Sure, it'll be okay. Talk to mommy. Yeah. Hmm. Hey, hey, can you put mommy on? <laughs> Here she is. Wow. Wow. We, we we recorded that. It's
0: awesome. Oh yay. Tyler says, I wish the USC tuba player would have punched Caleb Williams for crying to his mommy. Blue State Rob adds, they covered his face so she could hold the lavalier microphone up to his nose so he could sniffle into it. That's a callback to free beer. Yeah, I don't know if you can do that. Uh, Freebeer was upset when he was discussing the shooting in Maine. But that's not crying to his mommy. That was appropriate. My God. I don't know if it's fair to indict him over crying like that. Now, if he were at the football game and he started crying to his mommy over a football game, then perhaps... Jesus! No!
1: No!
0: This is Caleb Williams. Ear piercing.
1: We're driving. Trying to concentrate. Yeah. There it is. Stop it! That makes it worse. Yeah, God, no, every time uh, you uh, tell him. <laughs> Check. Check. How old was, was she here? <laughs> Two and a half. <laughs> four now one and a half maybe
0: and you wanted to have kids okay so robert griffin the third says that this was great that this was fantastic now most of the world these days is very soft So it wouldn't surprise me one bit if um, there was a lot of people who thought that this was great, that he was crying. Peter writes, this is embarrassing. He shows me he has very little. This is not the championship game that they lost on a last-second field goal. He is overrated. He said he would sit out the draft. He is a third-to-fourth-round pick. I don't know about any of that. And I don't even know if it's embarrassing. This person writes, there's a lot of emotionally soft people and beta males in this thread trying desperately to explain how a grown man crying to his mommy after a football game is actually a good thing. Embarrassing. Bros bawling to their mommy because they lost a football game? He'll never survive an NFL locker room. This one says, I've always liked Caleb Williams, but this is too much. Very drama-filled, f- feminine leadership. Well, wait a minute. I don't know really you have to go that route. That's an insult to women. I don't know any women who when things don't go their way, they just start crying. Like, When my wife realizes my orgasms aren't as intense. She's not going to go cry to her mommy. That's insulting to women. Corey says, you got to remember, these are young adults or kids. Some people will make fun, but no need. He is a human. Well, now, wait a minute. You cannot refer to a 22 year old as a young adult. And sure as fuck, not a kid. That's what St. Gaslight did. He's a 22-year-old. A young adult would be 16, 17, 18. A kid is younger than that. 22, you cannot refer to a 22-year-old crying to their mommy as a young adult or a kid. Does this look like a young adult to you or a kid? Look at him. He's got a full fucking beard. He's had that beard probably since he was five and he's crying to his mommy. Corey calls him a, a pussy bitch. All right. Lots of terrible things being said uh, for towards Caleb Williams. Any football player, I could understand like in the press conference after the championship, maybe getting a little teary-eyed, but the fact that he ran into the stands so his mommy can hold him now, I'm still holding out hope that there was a big massacre before the game in his family that may have led him to behave like this. Blue State Rob says maybe it's a ruse just so he could get some, as he puts it, sympathy pussy. Sympathy putchy. Pussy. Putchy. Uh, Corey says, speaking of puss bitches, boy, I, this has turned into a real ugly crowd here. I have a video of a fat woman being choke slammed by a cop. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to go that route. I don't know if I want to show a video of a, a woman, as you described, a fat woman being choke slammed by a cop. You know, what the hell is wrong with you? I'll tell you what, send it, I'll review it off of the podcast to see if it has any hope what a horrible what a horrible group you are they got people accusing this guy of crying to his mommy all sorts of terrible comments just awful how about this one there's a meme going around of caleb williams As the new face of Charmin toilet paper. The mega 24 pack. Ultra soft. My God. Thank you to Tyler for sending along the clip of Caleb Williams crying to his mommy. I hope that everything is okay in his world. And, uh there isn't anything serious really going on. Thank you to Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV, 616-532. 6600, ervines.com, if you want to get your vehicle repaired in Grand Rapids, Michigan. That's where you take it, ervines.com, 616-532-6600. You will not be let down. Early bird drop-off, late bird pickup. They even have loaner cars for you to take so that you... Uh, aren't screwed up during the week while your vehicle is being repaired. Could be as simple as uh, an oil change or whatever, or whatever other complexities that could arise that um, make it so your car is not on the road. Irvine's will help you 616-532-6600 Okay, big news involving A and E Heating and Cooling. There is a limited amount of time left for you to get the free furnace tune-up. A lot of people have been taking advantage of this. Uh, The way it works is you call Joe Martinez and schedule. That's it. That's the only really thing you have to do. 616-516-8579. He shows up. He tunes up the furnace, makes it running efficiently. He cleans it. Uh, He'll give you a little book report about how much life you have left in the thing. He'll also sign you up for your air conditioning tune-up when the uh, season calls for that. But then that's it. He leaves no money out of your pocket. He takes the proof of maintenance and sends it off to DTE Energy, the gas company, and they pay him for tuning your furnace. So DTE is paying Joe. But you have till December 1st. And they're filling up fast. So if you've been putting it off thinking, "Oh, I can do it whenever, you can't. It, it ends December 1. So call him today. 616-516-8579. This is the man who brought us Forbidden Spanish. Uh, he uh, Michigan fans go to the front of the line because he loves Harbaugh. He loves that Harbaugh cheats. 616-516-8579 for A&E Heating and Cooling. Betting last in the lineup today is the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Home rates, hopefully steady from here on out, and then they'll start to go down. If you want to get into your home, get out of paying rent or whatever it is you have going on, or you just want to move, get the mortgage today from the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, 231-332-6505. First time home buyers to the front of the line. You got a lot of questions. You don't know whether you're coming or going. You don't know shit about fuck. They will help you. 231-332-6505 for the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. NMLS number 3035. I'll be doing a Patreon uh, broadcast a little bit later on. Okay. Plenty of things to talk about on that show, including, let's see. Uh, We got a nurse who loves killing people. We got a woman charged with poisoning. She invited her, um, the family of her ex-husband. Come on over. Come on over. Uh, I know I'm not married to so-and-so, but I still love you guys. And then she tried to kill them all. Let's see. We talked about Caleb Williams. Ooh, Ben Rhodes won the Craftsman Truck Series championship over the weekend. Okay, that's, those are the, the, the NASCAR racing where their trucks, all right? A lot of up-and-coming drivers in that series. Well, this guy got shit-faced and then did the press conference. I, it's like a 16-minute press conference. He's got goggles on, on his, uh, on his head, because he, they were just celebrating and squirting like champagne into his face. So he got like shit-faced, if you can see that, and then he did the press conference, and boy, is it funny. I'll share that with you on the Patreon bonus podcast. Also, this crazy story about this um, Alabama mayor who not only was he the mayor, he was the pastor of the local church. So he's on the pulpit saying, oh, that's right. I love Jesus. You love Jesus. Say no to gay people. Say no to trans." And then he's transgender himself. And then somebody outs him. And then he kills himself. Holy fuck. This is bad. All right. Also, if uh, Biden goes through with banning menthol cigarettes, that might lead to um, even more trafficking of illegal shit here in the U.S. I might get to all that. I don't know. That's a lot. That is a lot to get to. All right. Joe Martinez writes, go blue, baby. Friday's or Thursday's asshole of the day was Kyler. I don't remember why. I think he said something rude to end the show. Jimmy says locker rooms need to start building safe spaces for players. The asshole of the day. Brought to you by TC Paintball. All right. This is, I'm doing this reluctantly because I don't know if uh, Caleb Williams' baby nephew was or was not eaten by a dog on the front yard, which may have led him to be crying to his mommy. But until then, the asshole of the day is Caleb Williams from USC for crying to his mommy after his team lost the stupid football game. Unbelievable so there's a cap there's like an asterisk on it it we might learn more you know okay thanks for being here appreciate you i'll talk to you on the patreon bonus podcast till then have a good one and bye bye